Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. And welcome here to a special edition, a special week of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple. As you can see, we are not in Nebraska. Uh, We are in lovely Honolulu, Hawaii, at the Sheraton Princess Hotel property here in Waikiki. Um, Steve Sipple, uh, right in the heart of the destination. And the reason that we're here all week is because of the Polynesian Bowl as uh, Dylan Riola, Nebraska quarterback recruit, um, will be playing in this game, as will Carter Nelson, tight end recruit, Preston Talamoa. Now, head coach Matt Rule was in uh, Honolulu on Monday. We unfortunately weren't able to catch up with the coach because we missed him uh, with, with some flight troubles, but we made it here. And uh, before I get into your opening thoughts, Steve Sipple, i got to thank our sponsors as well as the coverage here uh, of – uh, the Polynesian Bowl this week brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill in Lincoln Tavern 180 uh, as well. And then HBE, uh, the, the accounting firm um, and advisors there on 56 and Pine Lake Road. I'm a client of HBE as well, and uh, they do great work. So thank you to all three of our sponsors bringing us this exclusive coverage, Steve Sipple, from Honolulu, Hawaii. We're out here. It's 7 a.m. local time. We're going to head over to practice in a little bit. Uh, it should be a great, great way uh, to kick things off. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's all happened pretty quickly. We had some travel issues. Um, but, yeah, we're here. And it'll be, it'll be fun to see these guys working out. I mean, Preston Tamua is the number one rated player in Hawaii. I mean, he's the guy who gets a little overlooked for obvious reasons. I mean, Carter Nelson's the number one player in Nebraska, and Dylan Rayola's the number one player in the world. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see Tamua. I hope I'm saying his name right. And, yeah, it's fun. And, Sean, I feel kind of guilty. Everybody, I mean, a lot of my family's saying, you just, you just went out there and escaped the cold. I think it's minus 23 in Lincoln today, and we're sitting out here in short pants. <laughs> Why do Sean. you call shorts short pants? Because they're short pants. <laughs> that's what they are, Sean. <laughs> you had that short pants. <laughs> and we're, we're, stop. We're sitting out here. We're trying to get along, and we're sitting, <laughs> we're sitting out here. And it's warm. I brought down a. What chunk. is it right now? It's seventy-two right yeah, now. Yeah, I brought down a, a sweatshirt and just took it back up to the room. God, people don't want to hear this, Sean. People in Nebraska don't want. No, but we are. I mean, it's going to be a lot of work. I mean, we're we traveled. It's we had not going to be a lot. Of we work. drove down to Kansas City. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, we're going to practice every day and yeah. write and do shows all week, and uh, we'll have a special live show here as well Friday. But I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Dylan Raiola live in a practice setting. Throw. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you know, the the coaches in this game are fascinating too. Marvin Lewis and then Mike Zimmer, former NFL head coaches, will lead these two teams. Um, 
Dwayne the Rock Johnson is being inducted into the Polynesian Bowl Hall of Fame. I'm told there's a decent chance he'll be at the game uh, on Friday. Uh, not official yet, but um, there's a lot of just interesting storylines. Obviously, Dominic Raiola. He's from Honolulu, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, so the connections that he has to this community and his brother Donovan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Donovan, by the way, expected to be at practice today as well on Tuesday. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, Don- the Rayolas are gigantic in Honolulu. They're, they're from Honolulu. So, yeah, it's, it is. It's, 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 it'll be sort of interesting today to see what the setup looks like, to see what they actually do. I mean, some Nebraska fans will remember a snowy a snowy night in January. Of two, I think it was 2000. It would have been 2004 when Zimmer, Zimmer was actually in Memorial Stadium as a possible candidate to um, to succeed Frank Solich as I mean, Nebraska's head coach. When you think about it, like he was on campus. Yeah, he was there. He was at the stadium. I, one of the guards called me over at the Journal Star when I was working at the Journal Star, uh, the Lincoln newspaper, and said, hey, I don't know if you're interested in this or not, but they're showing Mike Zimmer around. I remember it vividly because it, um, it was a blizzard. I mean, it was a blizzard like we just had in Lincoln. It was, it was maybe a, a little bit more than that, actually. So, yeah, it was pretty wild. And everybody thought he was actually going to take the job for a short minute. Did I, I well, don't remember Well, the fact that, that he came on campus for a yeah. public tour, you don't just do that. It was the next day. By the time most people found out, the next day he had re-signed. He re-upped. He got a big raise from the Cowboys. Um, I think he came there for a raise is what I think. <laughs> but anyway, um, Zimmer was at the time the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys, and it was the top-rated defense in the NFL. So he was hot. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show as uh, we're out here in Honolulu. Once again, our coverage brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill, Tavern 180 and HBE here in Lincoln, uh, bringing us all this great coverage from the road here in Honolulu uh, this week. But, yeah, it's uh, the game is Friday. Friday. 8 o'clock on the NFL Network, um, Central Time, 4 o'clock local time. Um, and it'll be played in a high school stadium, and it's sold out. So is it really? There'll be a full crowd, and it's sold out. Yeah, and I, I like the fact they're doing it in that type of venue. I've been to a lot of All Star games where they try to play it like in a more of a pro stadium or college, and y- 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 it's just going to look empty. It's just like playing the high school state championship game in Memorial Stadium. It's hard to make it look full. This will be a full atmosphere. Uh, but Raiola, you, I mean, you, you'll get to see him in action and. You know, this game itself has really become one of the top all-star games out there, making a run to be the best. They have have 13 five-stars on the roster. This is the most talent they've had ever in this game, according to their their football director. They've closed the gap, if not surpassed, Under Armour and the All-American Bowl. I mean, you know why? Because kids want to come to Hawaii. And they get their expenses paid? Yeah. The the kids do. Yeah, and and that's – the, generally the case for all-star games um you know there's some that will make you pay to play in them but this is one of the big three now and it's later and that's what's interesting to me is like literally these guys are going to play here friday and for dylan riola he'll start classes in lincoln on monday but we know he's already been back in lincoln and, and um you know helping recruiting and, and we're going to catch up with dylan all week uh, when we get out to practice here on tuesday i think the wind's whipping today sean but they're going to have to be throwing some wind out there. It'll be kind of interesting to see that. 
But yeah, we're, what's this hotel called? The Sheraton Princess. Sheridan Princess, so we're right in Honolulu. Are we kind of like downtown Honolulu? Yeah, I don't know enough to know this for sure, but it feels like the prime tourist area, Waikiki. I mean, I went up and down the strip, and you know, every major shopping brand you could think of was up and down by our hotel. So it's a, a highly buzzing area. A lot, lots going on. Yeah, highly buzzing. We um we whipped in here last night. I mean, la- yes, like late afternoon. So we're just kind of getting acclimated ourselves. Getting our sea legs. Yeah. I mean, this is all moving pretty fast for an old man, Sean. No, yeah. Well, and we wanted to keep our normal schedule um, of shows. I mean, ideally, we would have been at practice Monday and did a show Tuesday, but we didn't get in. Right. Um, so, But we still wanted to continue to do what we're doing uh, yeah. with our show schedule. And, and we'll be back Thursday with a headline show as well. We had travel delays, I think. Carter Nelson did too. He didn't make it for the Monday practice. Well, and Coach Rule and I talked briefly last night, and and he had, you know, I think he had some issues. And you know, I know he flies private a lot of times, but I don't think you fly private to Hawaii. You know, that's oh, I don't know. Is that right? You don't. Well, you have to have a certain plane that can go that long. Okay. Over the ocean. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Hey. So so Carter Nelson didn't make it in time for the Monday practice. No. Right? So this will be his first practice. Like when we when we saw Carter. He had just gotten into town, and his dad, Jake, will be in town uh, later in the week on Thursday as yeah. well. Carter said he was going to have dinner with Dylan and Matt Rule. So it's good. It's a, that was a good deal. That was a good night for those guys last night. All right, so we got a lot to talk about. Um, we're going to be joined in our next segment by a special guest, um, somebody kind of with some Husker ties, uh, Jesse Sapolu, um, San Francisco 49er great, one of the all-time greatest Polynesian players in the history of the game, is going to join us here on the Husker Online show. His son, Roman, uh, was an assistant coach for Mike Riley um, back in the day. Roman is one of the coaches here. Um, but uh, Jesse played in the NFL with several former Huskers, Roger Craig, Jamie Williams, Tom Rathman. So uh, he's going to offer a lot of great insight. Tell us more about uh, Honolulu in this game this week. Uh, you're listening here to the Husker Online show. Husker fans, this is Matt Davison with the 1890 Initiative. You've probably heard about NIL, name, image, and likeness, and now you can have an immediate impact on the success of our programs. The 1890 Initiative is a proud NIL company in Nebraska, and with your help, we can maximize our student-athletes' opportunities with NIL and prepare them for life after college. Nebraska has always been a leader in college athletics. Let's do the same with NIL. To learn more, visit 1890nebraska.com, where 100% of your donation goes directly to Husker student-athletes. That's 1890nebraska.com. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, as we are on location. As you can see, we're in lovely Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, once again, our coverage here of the Polynesian Bowl brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill, Tavern 180, 
uh, in Lincoln as well as HBE um, advisors here in Lincoln. And uh, Sip, I told you on the break, we're going to have a special guest joining us on here. Uh, and he's got a little bit of Husker connection to him uh, because his son, Roman, was a coach at Nebraska. But let's welcome in the legendary Jesse Sapolu to the Husker Online show. Uh, you are one of the organizers of this game. Uh, you work currently with the San Francisco 49ers right now as well, where you had a legendary career where you played with a lot of Husker guys there as well. Yes, uh, Jesse, thank you for joining us, and, and um, it's a pleasure to be here in Hawaii with you. Well, thank you for having me. Um, it was a joy to play with some of the, the Husker greats, you know, Roger Craig, uh, Tom Rathman, you know, Jamie Williams. Uh, uh, we was able to come and visit our son as he was growing uh, as a coach in Nebraska, as a grad assistant. So, um, you know, they, they, they always have a soft spot in our hearts developing our son and uh, got to meet the, you know, all the passionate fans in Nebraska. I mean, the, the con consecutive sellouts is, is unbelievable. Yeah, it so, is. So hopefully uh, they, they get it back to where it was. Now, Doc, you brought another, or, or Jesse, you brought another special Husker fan with you, yes, and, and that's why you're here doing the interview right now, because he moved your doctor's appointment <laughs> to the hotel here this morning. I want you to introduce your Husker fan that you brought yeah. with you here. Uh, this is Dr. Uh, Jason. He's diehard corn husker. Uh, <laughs> the only reason I'm here is because I mentioned that I'm I'm uh, doing it with uh, a radio station from uh, a TV station from Nebraska, and right. I just want him to say hello to all of his fans back in uh, corn husker country. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you guys for letting me be here, Jesse. Thank you for letting me uh, support all the players, Polynesian Bowl players, and their concussion care and brain treatment, and for working with you, and most importantly. To be here and be available for the future Huskers that are here. Very proud to see a few uh, Husker signees here. Go Big Red. Well, thank you. Thank Appreciate you, it. Well, Go Jesse, Big Red. Jesse, uh, tell us more about this game because you've been involved with it from the beginning. Uh, what went into the idea of creating an all-star game in Hawaii? And this year might be your best ever roster with 13 five-star players. <laughs> and it's quickly becoming, if not the best, um, one of the best in the country for the high school all-star games? Well, uh, our culture is very special to me, and our culture is very special to us, and I feel like there's a lot of us out that our culture offers that will help our young men, you know, when they move on to college and they move on to the NFL. When I played, you know, uh, when you get in trouble, <laughs> you know, they bring you in, they, they, they lecture you, and and, you know, three newspapers in your town doesn't get a hold of it or three TV stations, you're, you're pretty safe to be lectured and corrected and move on with your career. Nowadays, these kids, when they sneeze, your career might be over. Mm -hmm. And I think what we offer as a culture uh, is based on respect and humility. Okay. Um, I think it's very, very important that some of these kids, uh, a lot of the kids that have come through this game are already in the NFL, Puka Nakua, who had a great year, you know, Talano Hufanga, uh, who's an all-pro with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, and, and those kids can go on and share our culture with some of our uh, black kids that are here, some of our uh, white kids that are here. It's, it's a bonding that they have for a week. And of course, get to play on national TV, on the NFL Network. So a lot of great things going on. It's a game that we're very, very proud of. And then uh, of course, uh, like you said, you know, the, the first year we had A.J. Epinesa. It was the only five-star we had about five or six years ago. That's now with the Buffalo Bills. And now 
Now we have double digits, five-star guys, a lot of four-star. We're joined by 49ers great Jesse Sapolo. Now, Jesse, have you seen the community embrace this game? Yes, we, we see because, you know, I mean, uh, people here are, are on social media now. And yes. some of these kids will be big-time college uh, football players. You bet. Um, you know, the news about NILs are going around. You know, some of these kids are getting big NIL offers. So That's people right. want to see who's this 17-year-old getting all this money. You know, <laughs> at, the yeah. curiosity is there. Yeah. But at the same time, through all of that, we want to share – our culture with these kids to help them navigate their journey because the challenges are a whole lot different than when I came through. Uh, and we, we want these kids to give themselves an opportunity to have great careers and take care of their families. What do they do throughout the week? I mean, what are the, the main, you know, you, you try to get them around and see a lot of different um, tourist attractions, cultural th- um, things here in, on the island. Uh, what, what are the different things you have the players do here throughout the week? Well, like yesterday uh, is one of the most important things that we do is after practice, they get to go to Pearl Harbor. Okay. And, and they go on a tour of the Arizona Memorial, and they get to see the sacrifice of some of our, our men and women uh, of service to protect our rights to become the best football players that we can be. Now... The thing that's amazing is there's a narration that goes on. You wear the headphones, you go through the tour. Mm-hmm. A lot of our young black players have no idea that the bombing of Pearl Harbor, there's a lot of black soldiers that lost their lives there. Mm-hmm. And in the last two, three years, they come off of that tour with tears coming rolling down in their eyes. And to me, that's really the most important thing, right? Today, they're going to spend the whole day out in the North Shore where they're going to be fed island food. Mm-hmm. They're going to be practiced. All the islanders there are going to support them. And then they're going to end up with a dinner show tonight at the Polynesian Cultural Center. So, Wow, what a week. Yeah, it, yeah, it, 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 is, it is an amazing week. I think it's, it's what separates us and made our game grow so fast. You know, we've already had the big two. Uh, you know, uh, the Army it used to be called the Army. Also, uh, I Army. still call it the Army. <laughs> yes, I, <laughs> I still do. <too, laughs> and then Under Armour came up with the game. But the Polynesian Bowl has grown leaps and bounds, not because we have a lot of money to put up the game, but because of the culture aspect of why these kids come here. They, they learned the haka last night, which is a warrior dance. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's a warrior dance. So they learned it, learned it on the beach, brought that bonding together, get themselves in a trance to become a warrior, uh, you know, and, and it's something that's different, right? It's not us giving them video games to play in their hotel room. They're constantly <laughs> busy uh, learning different things here. And, of course, when you come to Hawaii, it's a very special place to come to. Now, you um, you mentioned the five stars. One of those five stars in this game is Dylan Riola, the Nebraska mm-hmm. quarterback, and his father, Dominic, and his uncle, Donovan, were legendary Honolulu high school football players that went on to have success in Nebraska and Wisconsin um, how big was it to get Dylan Riola in this game, and and what do you know about him as a young quarterback? Well, it's always one of the most important things for us to do is bring our top Polynesian players to play in this game, and obviously he's the top ranked guy th- this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the history of the uh, contribution of the Hawaiian Islands in Nebraska, you know, it, his his uncle and his is well known and is now still coaching. 
uh, at Nebraska. Uh, you know, one of my memories here is I played in the Hula Bowl with uh, another center from Nebraska named Dave Remington. You know, we were we were playing in the, we were same class coming out. So, a lot of history here. Uh, kids now are not afraid uh, to go. You know, past California to go to school. You know, I think part of that is because of they're so familiar with social media. You know, they get to stay in touch with their families. Um, what we're cheering for for Rayola to make a difference in that part of the country. You know, I'm, I know his, his uncle was a, a he, he might be a, a ring of honor or, or, at, at Nebraska as an offensive lineman. His dad, yeah. Yeah, his, oh, dad. his, his dad. His father, Dominic. His dad, St. Louis right. high product here in Honolulu. That, that, that is awesome. And, you know, uh, Fonoti was another. Uh, Tonyu. Uh, Tonyu Fonoti was yeah. another offensive lineman that made his mark there. So uh, we, we want to continue to do that. You know, and when, when I was coming up, a lot of Polynesians were known as Tanu Funoti, yeah. you know, Rayola, right. Sapolu, big guys. Yeah. But now we've got quarterbacks coming up. So we have one that's at Tennessee, and now Rayola's coming to uh, uh, Nebraska. So we're very excited about when that. When did that evolution begin? Did you, when did you start seeing more quarterbacks of Polynesian descent? Um, I think it's just a matter of having social media to where parents from here are able to bring their sons to California and special train them okay you know in in the skill of the quarterback position the other thing is when I was coming out I was 63 I was considered really really tall for Polynesian we we never had problems with the weight <laughs> we can be 16 years old and be 280 and be very very normal okay but 63 was really really tall now we got linemen that are 6566 six, six. yeah I don't know what they're eating. The other Brandon Baker. Is, right. Uh, you know, Jordan Mailata, who's a left tackle with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. 6'8". You know, Ian uh, uh, Maleava, who's the quarterback at Tennessee that just started the bowl game. Uh, Nico is 6'6". Six, six. I mean, these kids. And I, and I saw Rayola throw the ball yesterday at the, at the quarterback competition we had. He threw it to 75 yards, and it was <laughs> yeah. very easy coming out of his hand, you know. Yeah. Um, you just look at that, and, 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 and you're very proud of these young men. And, but at the same time, the number one goal for us is the coaches will take care of what they do on the field. We try to mentor them from our, a cultural standpoint in making sure they re, uh, represent us well. Uh, as off we, the football field. As we wrap it up here at Jesse Zapolo, I got to ask you about your your time playing with a number of Nebraskans in San Francisco: um, Roger Craig, Tom Rathman, Jamie Williams. Uh, you got any good stories uh, about those guys um, from from your playing days in San Francisco? Well, you know, I, I mentioned that we played them here. My last game as a collegiate was against the Cornhuskers here, my senior year. Oh, in, in Hawaii. In Hawaii, and we that had the lead. We had the lead. I think it was twenty to ten at halftime. They had a Heisman Trophy winner named Mike Rozier as a running back. Uh, Nico Noga uh, hit him in the second quarter. He sprained his ankle. It was like, we got him. You know, we were up 20 to 10. And the, the, the Heisman Trophy winner just got hurt. But they had a backup running back named Roger Craig. And he came in and ran for about 180 yards in two quarters. <laughs> brought Nebraska back. So uh, when I talked to Jamie and those guys, when we all became 49ers, they looked at me and said, Jess, you guys thought you had us, huh? <laughs> you know, we're the Cornhuskers, you know. And that reputation was there back in the 80s, you know. Uh, yep. 
I mean, that was a machine, you know, and uh, I'm very, very proud to be teammates of those guys. And you went to a couple games when Roman was coaching too, right? Yes, I came to about three games. You know, it was cold a few of those games. Uh, but then again, the, the experience that Roman had at Nebraska uh, is invaluable uh, to carry himself as he continues to grow as a coach, and I'm very thankful for that. Now he's at Hawaii as an offensive coordinator, O-line coach? Yes. Yes. He's here now. He was at Fresno State for three three years he started becoming the first his first full-time job was at, at Idaho State but that's you know and then he worked at Fresno State how fast things change with a guy named Kalen DeBoer yeah who is now yeah uh, how the fast he bet on the right horse <laughs> yeah. so you know uh, he he learned from that tree and now he's learning even more with the run and shoot that they have here okay but that's how that's all part of evolving as a coach Yep, and uh, Nebraska was a, played a big role in that. Well, Jesse, we appreciate you joining us here early this morning uh, yes, nice on Tuesday in Hawaii. Looking forward to a great week of activities here from the Polynesian Bowl. Thank you, thank you, guys. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. All right, thanks again to Have Jesse Sapolu, former uh, legendary NFL player of the 49ers, joining us once again. Our coverage from the Polynesian Bowl, brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill Tavern 180 and HBE in Lincoln. You're listening here to the Hoscar Line Show. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, we're out here in Honolulu, um, mainly to watch Nebraska's future quarterback recruit, Dylan Ryle, also Carter Nelson, Preston Talamoa. A great interview with Jesse Sapolu. Uh, before we get into the next topic here, once again, our coverage in Hawaii and uh, at the Polynesian Bowl, brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill, Tavern 180, and HBE Consultants and Advisors in Lincoln. Um, but speaking of quarterbacks, Steve Sipple, um, it appears Nebraska has their staff movement in place at this point. Glenn Thomas, um, who was the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterbacks coach, has been a coordinator at Arizona State, um, worked with Matt Rule at Temple and Baylor. Uh, according to Mitch Sherman, our colleague and friend, he'll coach uh, the quarterbacks for Nebraska next year. And this is a name that's been speculated for several weeks now, but the NFL season just ended yesterday for the Steelers. Glenn Thomas to coach quarterbacks, Marcus Satterfield to remain offensive coordinator, uh, but now be the tight ends coach. Right, and, and I think you just this is where you remind people that Rule's original plan or his, his grand plan as he took that, you know, as he became Nebraska's head coach wasn't to have Satterfield coach the quarterbacks. Um, it just it, it fell that way. Now, so now he's made a change. And what I, what I was saying, Sean, during the season and right after the season was Nebraska's turnover issues were extreme. And, and usually when something's extreme like that in a negative way, there should be changes, right? Or there often are changes. And here's a pretty big one, bringing in, bringing in Glenn Thomas, who has extensive 
college background um, and pro background. And he'll be – it looks like – now, Sean, we're, gonna, we're talking about a dedicated quarterbacks coach pretty much. A dedicated quarterbacks coach, Glenn Thomas, uh, with Marcus Satterfield remaining as the OC and now coaching tight ends. So, um, you know, what happens there with the tight ends coach before? I mean, it was an interim situation. Okay. Yeah, with Josh, with Josh Martin. Martin, who stepped in for Bob Wager. And, look, I'd ever, I don't think the move with Josh Martin was ever meant to be a permanent move. It, it was – I mean, the, the tight ends coach got let go in August. Right. And Josh Martin stepped up in that role. And did a good job. And did a fine job for, for what he was at. And he may stay at Nebraska. And still, you know, with the new analyst rules that could go into effect later, um, not much could change for him. Right. So this is Matt Rule identifying, you know, it's not, it wasn't hard to identify the turnover issue. Nebraska, I mean, at the end of the regular season, led the country in turnovers. And most of those turnovers came from the quarterback position. So... Something had to be done, and he did it. Rule is showing a lot. He's very aggressive. He doesn't hang back. It was it was a problem. He addressed it. So we'll see how that works out now. Right, and I, I don't think, you know, with Dylan Riola coming in, you don't want to mess this up. No. no. And, and you heard Jesse Sapolu. They had a quarterback competition on Monday, and, and he could effortlessly throw a football 75 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jesse Sapulu off air said something really, really important though. Is now you just got to see if he can read. I mean, Jesse Sapulu and a lot of a lot of veteran football guys will tell you that the critical element. And Jesse Sapulu played with Joe Montana, and what did he say, Sean? Montana could dissect defenses. He could really read defenses well. He wasn't he wasn't a spectacular athlete. Arm didn't, talent didn't have spectacular arm talent. But he could really read defenses, so we'll see that on. That's just we'll just have to see with Dylan. My guess is he's fine that way, or maybe much better than fine. And then he'll he'll be he'll be coached by Glenn Thomas. Pretty big breaking news here. Glenn Thomas coaching the quarterbacks with Marcus Satterfield uh, stepping in, um, still in his role. And and like you said, I mean Marcus Satterfield, I don't think ever was intended to be the quarterbacks coach. But Matt Rule had a lot of things on his plate when he came to Nebraska. He had to recruit, salvage the roster, bring in transfers as well, and hire an entire staff of people. So it's natural that you're going to see some movement, I think, after a year one like last year. And we've seen some support staff people move on as well, um, you know, for, for Matt Rule. So um, year one is never meant to be the perfect setup. You use year one to learn what it's going to take down the road to win. And, and this is Matt Rule doing that right now. Yeah, and we'll see how it all, we'll see how it all works out. Um, not only for Dylan Rayola, but Daniel Kalen and Heinrich Harburg. I mean, these th- those hey Sean, you you need. We've seen it over and over at Nebraska. It's not. This isn't just the Dylan Rayola show. And and by the way, I don't know if we can even can't really crown him yet, right? No, I mean he's got to prove it in practice. And you know Heinrich Harburg has started several games at Nebraska, so he he's a he's five and three. He's a proven eight game Big Ten starting quarterback um, that's you know been in, under that role. And, and Kalen's comp, but yeah, I mean Raiola, if all things break right, he's the guy. Yeah, I, I for think sure. I don't think we disagree on that. No, we absolutely agree. But I, what I'm suggesting is you better get those other guys ready to roll because of. I mean, just it's how often does a guy make it through without getting getting banged up, you know? 
So it so yeah, this Glenn Thomas thing has been speculated. It's been widely. it's been out there for about six weeks. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the fact that he's with an NFL team, you finish your season out. Now that doesn't always the case. Like Donovan Riola was able to leave the Bears early to join Scott Frost, but Don, Steelers are in the playoffs. Uh, Donovan Riola, um, the Bears head coach, had already been fired, if I'm not mistaken, back then, and he was the assistant O line coach. Mm-hmm. Glenn Thomas is the quarterbacks coach. So. You know, when you're an actual true position coach for a pro team, you have to, you know, the NFL is really strict about letting you out of those contracts. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll we'll delve into Glenn Thomas as the day and week goes on. All right. When we come back, we're going to get into the mailbag. We got a lot of questions to get to um, here from Honolulu. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple. As you can see, we're not in Lincoln right now. We're in Honolulu uh, bringing you coverage of the Polynesian Bowl. Um, once again, the coverage here of the Polynesian Bowl and Husker Online brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill, Tavern 180, as well as HBE Advisors and Consultants in Lincoln. Um, thank you for their sponsorship here of the Husker online show. Um, but Sip, um, I want to get into the, the quarterback stuff in, in the mailbag, and, and we got an interesting first question. What about Dana Holgerson? What does this mean uh, with Dana Holgerson? And what I, does I think what mean? The, the news of the Glenn new, Thomas? The, yeah, and I, I think you nailed this in Tunnel Talk earlier in the week. The, the thought of Holgerson was never to be like a position coach. Like Dana Holgerson has been a head coach long enough that you know he's probably just looking to work somewhere and, and and stay in the game and it was if he comes to Nebraska it'd be as a potential analyst yeah on the offensive side of the ball and probably I mean his background is largely working with quarterbacks so offensive side of the ball maybe help with maybe help Glenn Thomas with the quarterback position I don't know now I don't know what will happen but I would tell you this if that's the if that's the case, I like it. I, I mean, th- that position, as as we're seeing, as we've seen for a long time, but it seems like it's more it's more salient now than it's ever been. That's the position. That's the key. You got to get Sean. You got to get that one right. You got to get quarterback right if you're going to win at a high level. You can win at it at to a certain degree without great quarterback play. But it's hard to win at a real high level. Who's winning at a high level without great quarterback? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll use Minnesota as an example. They don't generally have elite quarterback play for P.J. Fleck, but they always figure out how to win six to eight games. Yeah. And they're kind of topped out there. Right. And if you're trying to get to that next level to, to get to nine or ten, which now is a playoff team. Right. Um, so so that that's why. And I don't know if I've even – kind of captured the excitement of Dylan Riola enough in my role. I, that's the what you just said is critical. Minnesota hasn't been get, able to get over the hump because they haven't had 
supreme quarterback play. It's been it's been pretty good, serviceable. Yeah, man, they they have game managers. Yeah, that ha- I mean they have the running backs and they have the, they've had the defense, they've had the tight ends, the receivers have been solid. Right now, but, Dylan Rayola meant represents much more than it. If we if he is what we think, he represents much more than a game manager, right? You saw when you when you look at Michigan and Washington, which just played for the national title, those guys aren't just game managers particularly panics but McCarthy can make plays he, he was elite you heard you heard Harbaugh say best quarterback to ever play at Michigan hopefully Nebraska just recruited what will what will eventually say is the best quarterback to ever play at Nebraska and with the pieces that Nebraska has in place right now they're already pretty good a court strong quarterback play can take them over the top the question I have for you is do you can you expect that much out of a freshman? I think we're talking down the line. I mean, I'd have to I'd have to look back, Sean. But how many great freshman quarterbacks have there been in college? Guys that just came out. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. I mean, they pretty much. Well, that's a good one. You know what though? Was he a freshman? Did, did he? <clears throat> did he not start right away? I don't know. Was I don't Deshaun know. Watson there? See, I don't know. You have to you have to look back, but. We don't need to go down that that road, but that's that's what you. <laughs> I just wonder how good can the schedule is there though. Quickly, I think they have a schedule to build him. Yeah, I do too. Like they're not having to play at Ohio State to start a season. You know, there, there's a lot of things I think with the schedule, that or even at Minnesota and at Colorado. Those those were tough games out of yeah, the, out of the for, shoot. First time since 2019, Nebraska will play at home opener in Lincoln, and to start a season, and also not against a Power Five team. Right, and they've lost every one of the openers since then: 2020, 21, 22, and 23. Mm-hmm. And that get coach that gets coaches fired. Yep, <laughs> it can. Um, yep. All right, let's get to the next question. Which of the early enrollees will make a run at spring ball? Now, it's a, it's a huge group of early enrollees, Steve Sipple. Will make a run at spring ball, meaning? Uh, too deep. Oh, okay. There's 17 high school early enrollees and six transfer portal players. So 23 new players will be there. Let's leave the transfer portal guys out of it. Besides Dylan Riola, a name off. Um, yeah, I don't know. Keelan Smith is one. How about Carter Nelson? Well, Carter Nelson's not an early enrollee. Oh, okay. Um. It's really tough, though, for freshmen right now in college football because of the COVID year. It's an older game right now. It's a much older game. And you, you, you don't see as many true freshmen starting in the Big Ten. You know, like Michigan didn't have – in the national championship game, there wasn't a single true freshman starter. I think that it's your hesitancy and the fact that you just can't – you can't just rip off four or five guys off the top of your head is a good sign. You don't want it to be that way. Right. Yeah, I don't – Nebraska's got a veteran def, – pretty veteran defense. It's got a pretty veteran offense now. So, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't – I'm not I – don't, I don't like to make those predictions. There was once a – coach Scott Frost said this once. Uh, to win in this league, you have to get old and stay old. Yep. Nebraska's pretty old. They are pretty old right now. And they've been able to do a really, really good job. All right, let's move in here. Let me find the next question. Um <laughs> Best steakhouse in Oahu. We haven't gotten that far yet. We'll give you a better report by Friday. How about that? We're just, hey, 
just so people know, we are literally just settling in. I mean, we got here uh, Monday evening. I had to write a column. I, I didn't even, I just went to my room. I went over at the little store across the street from the hotel, um, got some trail mix and a Dr. Pepper and wrote and went to bed and got up and it was dark and we're doing this show. I mean, that's it. That's been my that's been my Hawaii experience so far, which is basically no experience. And we haven't had coffee yet. If it, it's, we haven't even had coffee. It's yet. eight o'clock in the morning. So if we get a little chippy, uh, we're looking for our coffee. Are you feeling chippy? No, I want coffee, though. I'm <laughs> like, oh, Sean. It, I got down that lobby at six. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have any coffee set up. I'm like, where's the coffee? <laughs> you know? They didn't have any set up. <laughs> so I'm um, I'm grinding through. We got one more segment. Um Okay, question on the South Stadium from okay. uh, Coach Byer. Have we heard any information on the new South Stadium? As a guy that's been sitting in the South Stadium with my dad for 20 years, I'm worried. We likely won't be able to afford the new tickets with the grandfather clause of the beef club going away. Yeah, there is no update, but my advice, if I was just giving just my personal advice, okay, they do the seat yourself thing every year. You know, if you really want to secure that you have seats in the future and you're in the south right now you should relocate to the north like wow really seat yourself operate yeah and and relocate to the north i mean i I think that at least we'll say all right there's twenty two thousand five hundred seats in the south right now and some of those are students and other the band and other things you know where are they going to put all those people when this all happens well the north would be probably your safest most affordable way to save your seats for those two years will that be hard for some people to do that have sat that have sat in the south for all the like our friend this that has sat in the south for all those years it's the donation tide i mean if because there's gonna you know the in you're probably not going to be able to just move into seats that don't have a higher donation you know it might be 250 more a seat this is this is going to be t- when's when's the the impact go into effect for the 25 season okay what we're talking about here is monumental 2025 starting in 2025 it's mon it's a monumental job for the ad it's going to be unwieldy at times when you mess with fans tickets (laughs) you're going to get you're going to be dealing with a lot of a lot of tough tough emails a lot of negative letters as an ad it's not going to be this is this is going to be a well, and you know what I can't South, even imagine what Trev Alberts is going to be going. Do you through. know what the South End Zone is? That is like your your blue collar, your grassroots fans. That is the part of the stadium that has the least donor dollars as far as like seat donations per seat, um, because it's the oldest. Like the seats aren't as good, um, the access is not as good, the amenities aren't as good. There aren't bathrooms up there or anything. You know, like so those tickets are the most affordable. Um, so like that is like your entry level fan base, like the people that, you know, hey, you know, we can't afford the corporate seats in the East and the West Stadium, but we can sit in the South. Trevor's going to have to be a hell of a politician on this. He is because there's going to be fans displaced. There's going to be fans that aren't able to get tickets anymore. He's going to have to explain it all in a very diplomatic way, in a very intelligent way. It'll test him. I mean, because ne- because people coming at you test you. But but I'm going to tell you something about ADs. I learned this a long time ago about ADs. It's not a popularity contest because ADs have to say no. They have to say no to people a lot. It's and it's that that's what makes that job very or difficult. Trev will say this move for the stadium is not about one season. 
are two seasons of your seats. This is about a hundred. This is this is a hundred year decision, not about one season. Right. We're doing this for the betterment of this facility for the next hundred years. But you've got to sell that in a very real t- in a very real time way. Some people aren't going to want to hear about a hundred years, Sean. They want to enjoy Dylan Rayola. Yeah, I should sit, quit saying that. By the way, um, he's going to be the guy. Like, <laughs> look, don't 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 try to be the. They want to enjoy Nebraska football right now. Well, yeah, what they're if not Dylan, thinking about hundred years down. What about the road? Dylan Raiola delivers a great first year, and whatever what the definition of that is is very different for people. But right. if they have a good first year, then his second and third years at Nebraska, which could be his last two years, right? Good point. I mean, if if all goes well, with that guy he's not a four or five year college court. Exactly. Keep going, mailbag. All right, that's it. Uh, when we come oh, back, it. I want to talk Big Ten coaching stuff. Jim Harbaugh, uh, Kalen, De- Kalen DeBoer uh, to Washington, and some of the other trickle effects we've seen. Uh, you're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment of the Husker Online show, Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple. We're here in Honolulu, Hawaii at the Sheraton Princess uh, it's the headquarters of the Polynesian Bowl. Uh, we'll be heading out to practice here later today uh, before we get into some final thoughts here on our first show from Hawaii. Uh, once again, our coverage this week brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill Tavern 180. Get into Tanner's, watch the NFL playoffs, the football. Um, no better place uh, to go to watch games in Lincoln. Go next door, get a steak at Tavern 180. And then also HBE Consultants and Advisors. Uh, it's a that time of year get your taxes done uh, you want to get all that work done uh, they've been working with me since 2007 uh, they also have a wealth management division as well uh, to help manage your portfolios uh, just great people a great firm to work with here in lincoln hbe advisors and consultants all sponsoring us this week from honolulu all right final thoughts steve simple here in this segment i want to talk about jim harbaugh i want to talk about the ever-moving shape of the big 10 conference where, you know, two weeks ago, you're like, wow, Harbaugh, Kal- Kalen DeBoer. Well, both those guys might be gone. Well, DeBoer, DeBoer is gone, gone yeah. to Alabama. Washington, to me, looks like they're in full rebuild mode. Pretty much, yeah. So DeBoer's gone to Alabama, obviously. They lost a ton of talent, as you'd expect. They hired Jed Fish. Washington hired Jed Fish. Now, maybe Jed Fish... Sean, isn't it the way it works now that you, you, you hope your head coach brings a ton of talent with him, maybe? Maybe Jed Fish will bring some talent from Arizona. His quarterback. He had that freshman quarterback. Fafita. Um, that could come with him. But I butchered his name probably, but it's something like that. Yeah, you, you could get that. You also called uh, Oahu the Big Island. Yeah, I, now, yeah let's, let's, let's settle that right now. I, in, in, in introducing my column on our Husker online message board, I called it the Big Island. This is not the big he, island. Hilo is the big island. I was corrected by many people. <laughs> so I will not make that mistake again. Again, we are just literally settling in here. 
Um, but Jet anyway, lag. so yeah, these 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 coaching situations are monumental. Harbaugh interviewed with with the San Diego Chargers yesterday, Monday. It's what I'm hearing about Harbaugh is it's far from a done deal that he's leaving Michigan. Now that's I've changed. I mean, I'm just that's just what I'm hearing. I still I I still think he'll leave because I don't think he'll want to deal with the fallout of all these NCAA issues that have transpired over the past several months because he's going to have to keep dealing with them, amigo. He, it's They're not going away. And he's trolling them. He's, he's running his mouth a little bit, you know, yeah, taking bit. jabs at them, and they're probably motivated to want to get him back a little bit. What I heard, sources, is it's 50-50 right now. That it's a, there's, a, there's a 50% chance that he'd be back at Michigan as the head coach which would be gigantic for Michigan, even though they're losing McCarthy at quarterback, they're losing Blake Corum at running back, they'll lose others. But if you get Harbaugh back, tell me if I'm wrong, you look at Michigan as still the big dog, right? Just think about what it does for the brand and the value of the league when you have Harbaugh and and even DeBoer. DeBoer leaving Washington to Alabama is a blow for the Big Ten. Blow for the brand. Harbaugh leaving, huge blow for the brand. Because Washington with DeBoer was going to be a factor. And they they might still be. They might. But DeBoer was special. Look at all the guys Washington's losing. Roma Dunze, Polk, the receiver, Dylan Johnson. And then, you know, then there's the lineman, linebacker types that are leaving too. They're getting pretty much decimated. So what's the top of the Big Ten going to look like? I don't know. I mean, I think Oregon. I think Oregon and Ohio State is is where you start that conversation, especially if Harbaugh leaves. If Harbaugh leaves, that's that'll be what we're looking. Is at. Is it as simple as Sharon Moore gets the job at Michigan? At Michigan, I think so. Because what would happen? You'd be fearful of them losing their entire roster, or a lot of it. And then Sharon Moore at least keeps it. You know, and and I've heard things like that out there. Like Oregon State promoted Trent Bray. Because that at least kept the roster intact. I'm glad you brought that up. Behind the scenes, I mean, I was told that's they were going to look outside. That's what I was told, that Oregon State was going to look outside. But then the players rose up and said, no, no, this, is, this has got to be the guy. And wouldn't you say that players have that more power in that regard than ever? For sure. Now, that needs – that needs to be a conversation because that's how Bray got that job. They were going to look. I was told Oregon State was going outside until inside the players made some a lot of noise, and then they hired Bray. So anyway, forty player when forty players say we'll go on the portal, that would get your attention. And the, and the real good ones from a real good pro, from a pretty good program, yeah. So anyway, we'll be watching Harbaugh's situation again. He interviewed with the Chargers on Monday. He'll have other, I would imagine, another interview or multiple interviews and then just see where it goes. Yeah, I'll be uh, really fascinated to see how that plays out. I mean, well, the, yeah. big, the Big Ten, with these new teams coming in, I mean, I think Oregon is the one that is the best of the four. USC. Um, Five lost team last year, A lot Sean. of questions. They did beat Louisville. They did. In the bowl game. That was with a nice that, win. It was a nice win, especially when you consider they had 24 players opt out of that game or 24 and players. Jaden Maeva from UNLV is going to UN, uh, go to go, go to USC and probably be the quarterback. Yep. 
We'll see about them. They play terrible defense. You, you, I don't look at USC and UCLA the way I look at Oregon. And Chip Kelly survived. Yeah, he did. I mean, there, remember there were reports yeah, he was going to get pushed out. Yeah, a lot of reports. The, the, yeah, Oregon's the, Oregon's the beast of those four coming over easily. Yeah, and keeping Lanning. And do, you, do you think Lanning had the offer from Alabama if he wanted it? Yes. So Lanning, who, who were the – it was Lanning. Lanning, Sarkeesian. I mean, the way it was presented by, for instance, Joe Klatt was pretty predictable. Lanning turned down. Sarkeesian turned down, and then they would go to DeBoer, and he would take it. All of those guys, Lanning, Sarkeesian, DeBoer, represented by Jimmy Sexton, the super agent from Memphis. Jimmy Sexton controls so much, and I think he basically controlled the Alabama search. Um, so that's, you know, Jimmy Sexton also has Mike Norvell, also has James Franklin, also has Dabo Sweeney. It's no wonder that Greg Byrne, I don't believe, got a search firm, Sean. Why would he get a search firm? Yeah, He's got to call Jimmy a, Sexton. Why would you pay a search firm hundreds of thousands of dollars? When you, when, when you just make a phone call to Jimmy Sexton. Well, and let's be honest. A job like Alabama, you're not trying to fish up new candidates. No. no. <laughs> I mean, Come on, that's a good point. Yeah, you're not trying to find a, a sleeper out there, like a diamond a, in the rough. A search firm, like I remember when Nebraska – you, they used one, right, with Trev? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, they, they did. But, like, Jeff they like Jeff Trailer was taught. Like, Alabama's not looking at guys like that, you right. know. They're not trying to dig up a diamond in the rough at Alabama. There's a really good up-and-coming coordinator at this Mountain West school. Right. Yeah, we've got to get on him. Or there's a real good guy calling plays behind the scenes at with the Houston Texans. No, it's not. that's not who's getting out. All right, the sun is kind of uh, taking over behind me here, Steve Sibyl. So Let's left, wrap it up. Let's uh, appreciate um, our producer, Trey, putting the show together for us, and uh, Jesse Sapolu for joining us. Uh, we're going to have a lot of coverage throughout the week here from Hawaii. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, for Steve Sipple, I'm Sean Callahan. Once again, our show's all week brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill, Tavern 180 in Lincoln, as well as HBE Consultants and Advisors. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. 